0: Settled. We're doing a podcast with the Joneses. I first met Jim and Monica Jones in Amitros' Vision Days. I hadn't even started my first day at Amitros, and I was invited to Vision Days. I didn't even know what it was at the time, but it's a multi-day event where all of Amitros' employees get together and discuss strategy for that year and collaborate and share projects and things like that. And one of the things our marketing department shared was a really touching video of Jim and Monica Jones. Uh, They're members on uh, Amitros' platform and this video touched upon their story of Jim's work injury and his struggles post-settlement and how Monica supported him and when the video ended there wasn't a dry eye in the room including mine and Jim's story was just so moving and inspiring so when it came time for us to do a podcast everyone thought of Jim and Monica certainly as our first guests and we're so happy they were both willing to sit down with us for It's Settled in a Mitros podcast. I think you'll be surprised at how candid Jim and Monica are, how brave and resilient they are, and really how sweet of human beings they both are. And their relationship as husband and wife and as friends and as a support system for each other are really touching. And their philosophy on getting through difficult times and the physical pain that Jim sustained as a result of his injury and the life struggles before, during, and after are just really inspiring and I hope you all enjoy the time I spent with Jim and Monica and come away with maybe a different perspective on an injured individual and what they go through in their family struggles. I know I certainly enjoyed it and just can't thank Jim and Monica enough for their willingness to talk to us on It's Settled and Amitra's podcast. Well, good afternoon. This this is Sean Dean here. I'm general counsel with Amitros. I'm an attorney, but I, I'm also acting as a podcast host here for Amitros' inaugural podcast. This is the first episode and we're so excited. It's called It Settled the Amitros Podcast and we couldn't be happier having Jim and Monica Jones here. Uh, very excited to talk to you this afternoon and, and really just want to thank you for your time. And I've been looking forward to this for a few weeks now. Um, and I, I think what will be helpful too is is this podcast, um, the It Settled the Mitros podcast is going to be focused on injured workers, the workers' compensation system, uh, insurance subjects and things about Medicare set-asides and administration. But I think what's really important and and what we had discussed around sort of the, the subject matter and the things that we're going to talk about to to you and to different guests in subsequent episodes is The stories behind the injured worker, you know, really who those those people are and their loved ones and how uh, work injuries and and bodily injury claims that they had have impacted their lives. Um, I'll admit it. I'm not proud to admit it. But, you know, back in the day when I just did MSAs and you see a Medicare set aside and it's a it's a piece of paper with a listing of what this person might need for their future Ah, uh, post-settlement um, medical injuries—they're just a number, and they're just a name in black and white, and a claim number, and that's not who you are. Um, it's a—it's sort of that line of thinking is is a disservice to real people who go through these traumatic, life-changing events. And I think it's important for those folks to get to tell their story, um, and and maybe to give some comfort and solace to other injured workers. So for that, I'm forever grateful, and and the fact that um, I'm I'm just honored to sit here and have this conversation. So enough of me, uh, blathering on Jim and Monica Jones. So tell me about where you live. First of all, I'm sure that the, the, uh, the viewers want to know, uh, the listeners want to know who you are and what your background is. So where where, you don't have to say the city or anything or your address, but (laughs) whereabouts are you?
1: Well, we live in Northwest Indiana and we live in a rural community. Um, we still have gravel roads. Um, We don't have a stoplight in our town. We're just a small town in Northwest Indiana.
2: No stoplights. Yeah. It's a farming community,
0: more or less. Um, And did you you raise, well, let me ask you, how long have you been married?
1: We just celebrated our 42nd wedding anniversary on St. Patrick's Day.
0: Oh my gosh, congratulations. We've been together for
2: 44 years, high school sweethearts.
0: That's amazing. Yes. Did you go to senior prom together?
2: Yes, we did. Yes, we did.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, when yes, we we, did. we're done with this, I'll have to see the senior prom picture. <laughs> I, I went to my wife and I. Um, so you're, you're uh, 42 years that you've been together. Uh, we will we'll have been married 20 years next year. And we did go to senior prom together. I looked much, much different back then. So, yes. did, so did we. <laughs> um, and you raised a family there. Obviously, do you have kids?
1: We have two granddaughters
0: okay they're both
1: married and um and they have families of their own
0: how many how many grandkids?
1: we have three grandchildren
0: all right um and so are you originally from uh, both from Indiana i take it yes yes okay. so born born and raised there um, tell tell me a little bit uh jim you know we'll we'll lead up to talking about your injury, but uh what what line of work? Uh were you in prior to well
2: um I come out of high school and uh graduated early and went straight into construction business. Okay. Um I started out at the bottom like most most people have back then and uh and uh worked my way up through the ranks, actually uh ran jobs. Um, we built uh well the company I worked for took care of uh around three million square feet of properties. Wow. So we built new buildings. They owned their own properties, and uh, a lot of uh, like Pizza Huts, uh, Family Dollars, Dollar Generals, shopping malls. I mean, okay, so commercial construction. Instru-
0: construction.
2: Yeah, construction basically. So, uh, and then toward the end of the last few years before I got hurt, I took over uh, the maintenance super. I was a maintenance supervisor for the company and I basically took care of all their uh rental properties and everything.
0: Gotcha. And what did that type of work entail?
2: And like I said when I worked through the ranks so you you learn a little bit about everything. So anything that I could fix that needed to be took care of on all of our properties or whatever. If I could do it out of my truck, I, I would do it that way. Otherwise I would hire people from other towns or whatever to take care of the electrical plumbing or whatever, whatever needed to be done. Roofing.
0: So you're talking about hard work with your two hands and I mean, a- every day, day in, day out. I mean, this is really tough work. You're not sitting at a no desk, desk um, like me. You know, this is the heaviest object that I pick up all day as a, as <laughs> a pen for I,
2: uh Put around 50,000 miles on a truck a year, traveling to everything that uh, the properties in that that they own, not only in Indiana, but some in uh, Ohio, Michigan, and Illinois.
0: So you're going through a truck, a work vehicle, like once every few years, probably.
2: Yeah. 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 Every, uh, mostly around three, four years is about all you can get out of a vehicle, so...
0: And so I know from, you know, for obviously from watching the video that, that the, the work injury was precipitated by essentially filling potholes, you know, road maintenance. So how, how did you get into that line of work from, you know, maintaining your, your customers' buildings to um, that area?
2: Well, um, around the winter time, a lot of your paving companies that they all shut down naturally because it's you know it's a, a summertime job when you're doing roads and things. Right. But unfortunately, with Northwest Indiana and Michigan and and Ohio, even um, your uh, your malls and your properties take a lot of beating on the, on their roads. I mean, you'll have the potholes, in that. and unfortunately, you have to you know when they when they call you know saying that the vehicles are getting destroyed because of the potholes. Um, so I actually found a company that made a pothole patch, and then um, I would go, I think it was an hour and a half drive one way, and I took a trailer, and I would load up to around three tons of asphalt patch, and myself and my shovel, I would go around to all the malls and take care of them then. So this is all work by hand? Everything was by hand, yes.
0: And you, mu- you have... Th- th- you know, three tons of this aggregate asphalt stuff that you're just shoveling out of the back of the truck into holes in the ground. Yes. Right? Wow. Yes. Um, I, I can't even imagine how many uh, shovel scoops you would do on you know, <laughs> with that much material. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, like I said, three, three to four ton a day. I mean, there was days that I actually even shoveled up to seven ton in one day. It Which would be happen. around a 10, 11 hour day.
0: Oh, my God. And, and Monica, what would that be like when, when Jim would get home from that? I mean, he'd, he'd probably want to eat like a horse. I'd be starving and tired. And
1: he was he was he was very tired. Um, yeah, he would go to bed early and start back at it the next day. I mean, he was very dedicated to his job and um, he wanted to make sure that, you know, the rental properties was well taken care of because that was his job.
0: Right. And and I mean, it's it, it, a lot of folks, too, you know, they don't they don't um, attach to the fact that, you know, this is vital work that you were doing. I mean, you're going to a shopping mall and you're buying a gift for somebody and you pull up in that parking spot and you don't go over that pothole and blow your tire out because you were out there with a
2: shovel. Right. You know. Yeah. And yeah, he
1: would start early doors. while the parking lots were empty.
2: Yeah, because a lot of times i would leave home two, three in the morning, get to places before they would get a lot of traffic on the mall because, uh, you know, you you wanted to get as much done as you could without, you know, heavy traffic being on there because, you know. What
0: time would you get home?
2: uh, Depending. I mean, a lot of times uh, I would unload a trailer and then I would go back to where I got the patch and would have another three ton or so loaded on the trailer. And then I would bring it back to our shop and put it in a, a warm building uh, to where it was manageable, you know, because a lot of times it was in the wintertime. And uh, that way I was ready for the next morning. I could take off to a different area and uh, and start all over again. Would
0: you, Monica, would you wake up with them at two or three in the morning and help them get up and going? Or you're like, no way.
2: No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. No, I mean, that's. A lot of times it depended on where I was going or whatever. Sometimes it was earlier than others.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: but I, I never really wanted to have her. She worked too, so you know I okay. really didn't want her to have to uh, do more work than what she had to do because she was also had a job she was doing and she was also doing the house when we were. Okay. Monica, what were what were you doing he at had that time?
1: When he got home.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing at that time for work,
0: Monica? I'm sorry. What? What were you doing at that time for work?
1: Oh, uh, I work for a school corporation. Okay, I'm an aide at a school corporation.
0: Okay, so you're you're in education. Wow, that, I mean, bo- both of you are really doing God's work out there, um, and and jobs that you know you don't. It's kind of the behind the scenes things that you do to keep everything running and and the lights on. So yes, um, uh, you know, th- thank you, thank you for that. So how long, did, Jim, did you do this type of work? This really backbreaking
2: um, well, yeah. I mean, um, uh, the pothole patch, um, depending on how bad a winter was, um, the winter that year that I actually, uh, got hurt was a bad winter. Um, I mean, every mall, I mean, that's all we was getting was calls from malls, from places, you know, people having flat tires, bent rims. So naturally, you know, we, we had to take care of it, you know, yeah. the best way we could. And, uh. The, unfortunately, the only way we could do it at the time was that way. So, um, it, I think it accumulated to being around, I had shoveled, I think it was 49 and a half ton. Oh my God. In 21 days. Oh, and that would this was leading up to where
0: you had to call it quits. Yeah. You just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. So to That's kind of when walk, I, me, walk me through that winter and and how, I mean, did it come on all of a sudden where you got
2: hurt or was it a gradual thing? I mean, naturally, you know, (laughs) I was getting up into my late forties, early fifties. So, Mm -hmm. you know, um, when you're in construction, I mean, everyone in construction has some kind of injury of one way or another, depending on what they're doing. Um, so you're always got the sore neck, the sore back, the shoulders, the arms, and, uh, you know, once you warmed your body up, you was working, you was okay. Then your downtime naturally was when I started feeling it. Like uh when I would get one mall done, then I would get in the truck, drive to the next one. Yeah. So but by the time you got to your next job site, got out of the truck, then you you know, I was starting to feel, you know, back issues and things, and uh and it was getting getting worse and worse. And uh of course. I was kind of old school back then, you know, you, you, you're always feeling bad, but you always think, you know, it's going to go away. It's going to go sure. away. So,
0: yeah. So what, what was sort of the, the moment that you were like, that's it. I, I I'm It
2: got to where I could hardly get in and out of the truck. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. And, and I,
2: I knew there was something wrong that I had messed something up and uh, that's when, Um, even my boss was noticing, you know, you, you had, you have to have something wrong with you. Right. And was it your your back specifically?
0: Was that what was going on?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, uh, not being able to sleep because of the pain at night and things like that. And I mean, thinking nearly 50, 50 finally had to start getting into the medical side of it.
0: Yeah. And Monica, what were you kind of seeing at that time? Were you starting to get concerned?
1: Very, very concerned. Um, like I, like he said, you know, at first he was just like, "Oh, it's going to go away," and I'm thinking, "This is going to be, this isn't going to go away," um, just because I would watch his actions, and I could tell he just simply did not feel good, and he was in pain. Right.
0: So, you know, let's fast forward a little bit to when you're you know, you're not working anymore. You know, what, what was that like for you? Cause I mean, you, you, you said you'd been doing this line of work for, was it 17 years? I'm sorry. 37. 30, 30, 37. 37 years of construction. Yeah. 37 right. years, almost 40 years of doing that. I mean, what was that like for you to that one day was, you're working, doing what you enjoy and then next day, that's it.
2: And, and, and that was, that was tough. Um, I never was, a. Like a sit at home, watch TV kind of guy. I mean, I was an outdoors person. I liked to be in the outdoors, and uh, to have that taken away, it, it was tough. I mean, um, I seen it was it was hard on her. It was hard on me, and and of course, I tried to hide things from her, you know, because I didn't mm. want her to know what kind of pain I was in or anything, you know. And uh, but uh, when it got to where I couldn't even basically get up and go to work I mean even my uh the people that I work for they they even had me says well we'll just give you a couple guys maybe you can run them and see if you can do that and kind of work your way into it yeah and uh, it got to where I couldn't even do that yeah
1: well I mean you want to you want to retire one day but on your terms
0: Yeah. yeah Yeah, I I, under, I I could see that, um, and I I personally haven't gone through it, but I've I've been involved in in the workers' compensation world for a while, and 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 that's one thing that folks do report is you know it's like it got taken away from them. You know, you want to go out and get the gold watch and have the retirement party and and,
2: and on your own terms, like you said. Um, well, the, I've told everyone the toughest thing I've ever done in my life was when I had to go in front of the disability board, the disability doctor. I had never been laid off in 37 years. I had never collected unemployment or anything like that in my whole life. So yeah, that, to me, that was a kind of a slap in the face. Uh, I mean, well, that was I mean, a tough pill to swallow. For, for what it's worth, I mean, and, and who am I
0: to make a call, but I mean, you're, um, I, it, it wasn't your choice. This was something that physically happened to you, and you really didn't have a it wasn't you quitting i don't think
2: no, uh, no, either, but I could see that. how
0: it would it would it would feel that way i mean i I heard a rumor I don't know if it's true did you build your own house?
2: yes, yes, I built my own house yeah i mean you well, like i said i I was a carpenter by trade and um working well, i mean we built banks, we built libraries, we built post offices we built VA clinics, Veterans Administration Buildings, company-owned. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we built everything from, you name it, we've built it.
0: I saw the outside and, of your house in the video, and it's a beautiful home, um, and I, I can't imagine someone who builds a home with their bare hands is is a quitter at all, so... Um, yeah. Well,
2: even on my vacation, I actually built another garage to <laughs> put my boat and my my other toys in, so... That's what I did on my vacation and I'm still working. So well,
1: that was that's been a while, but yeah. Yeah. We built but, that too. Everything so, on our property we built. Yeah. So t- talk to me a little bit
0: about, you know, you talked about your boat and some of your toys. How how have you been able to well maybe not now, we'll lead up to it, but after you were injured, how did how did that affect your your life as far as you know, enjoying things you used to do? Um, getting around that, the
2: house. Yeah, that was non-existent for about a year and a half. Okay. I mean, for about a year and a half, I was lucky to get from the couch to the chair to bed. Wow. Um, I was never one to watch TV. I watched more TV in that year and a half and or maybe stared at the TV. Some of it, a lot of time you're in pain, you're not really watching TV. You're just... And of course, I'm, you know, she's working still. I'm, I'm at home. I'm by myself. And.
1: uh, Yeah. And it did. It bothered him that I was going to work and he was not because he's the head of the house. He's the breadwinner, you know, and um, that changed, you know, it um, is, it's just life changing situation because he wasn't able to go to work and and, and, it, and it bothered him, you know, he, you know, went through a depression. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it changed our whole life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I can, I can see that for sure. Um, what, uh, you know, uh, hindsight being what it is, what would you tell another injured worker, someone who's going through something similar as you, Jim, you know, what advice would you give
2: them? I mean, you. For one thing, you've got to work together, you know, as a couple. Um, you have to stay strong. I mean, I know that's hard. I yep. mean, that's, but you can't give up. I mean, any anything that you can do. Um, I mean, even if it's something that's not in the line of work you did, if it's something to keep your yourself busy at. Uh, even if it's a little of nothing, I mean, what was like that? I, what was what I, were some of
0: those things for you, Jim? What what were some of those smaller things that you were able to do, even though you were in pain, that just kind of helped keep you going?
2: Well, I mean, um, I had rose bushes that I took care of, I, you know, I and uh, uh, even a garden. I had a small garden, even though I couldn't do a lot of it. You know, um, I tried yeah. um, uh, just.
1: You just need to get up and move. Yeah.
2: (laughs) You you just can't sit there and and feel sorry for yourself. You you can't do that. I mean, and that is hard. I mean, um, at one time I was on two depression medicines. Yeah. And I finally, one day, I just, it's like, I don't need this. I got rid of one. I ended up getting rid of the other. I mean, it's just. Um, I, I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to take it out of my wife or take it out. And, you know, it, 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 what happened happened. I can't, I can't get that back. Um, even the company that I, that I work for, they, they did everything for us. I mean, they, uh, they still do things for us, but, um, like I love to fish and I like to hunt. A lot of that was taken away from me. Mm. Um, anything that I do, even today, i i I suffer through th- things. I mean, I may go fishing, and when when I'm going fishing, I'm enjoying myself, so that takes away the pain. yeah, because you're you're outside, you're doing something that you enjoy, even though you can't do it for a long period of time or whatever. You're not feeling that pain because you're you're actually enjoying yourself. You're enjoying it. You're in the moment with it. You're doing something you love. Even though everything I do, I pay for. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it may take me a day or two to get over three or four hours of fishing, but I'm still doing it. I'm not going to give that up. And uh, and the hunting, I mean, I learned to um, hunt different ways. You know, you had to be smart about what you picked up you yep. know try not to injure yourself anymore than what you are but uh you know there's things you can do everyone can do but you
1: just got to find a way to do it yeah and not make excuses you just got to make time for it
2: yeah well, and I think
1: you have a
0: really good positive attitude around that and I think he, other injured workers hearing that I think will take Comfort and 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 likely be inspired by that too. And I'm sorry, Jim, I cut you off. You were going to say something else.
2: But I well no, it's all, like I said, it's just you, you just can't lay around. You just can't. You can't feel sorry for yourself. You, I mean, whatever you can do, any of it's a positive.
0: You have to keep moving. And Monica, how much of a cheerleader role did you have to take <laughs> in that?
1: No, I mean, I really did encourage him to just get up and move and go. Um he didn't want to ever go to the store um because he couldn't walk around the stores for very mm-hmm. long. So we started out going to stores that was not in our area.
2: See this this <laughs> is the thing of feeling because, sorry for yourself, or maybe I was a little arrogant, maybe at the time, <laughs> or um my injuries caused me I couldn't stand for a long periods of time. Like if I would go to say a Walmart store or anywhere shopping. I couldn't walk around for 10, 15 minutes, my legs would go numb. Mm. So it took me over a year before I'd even ride the electric carts because that embarrassed me. I yeah. mean, it's like, I, we would go to different towns away from us. I mean, we'd drive way out of the way because I knew that way I could go in the store with her and I and could not shop know anybody and yeah. not know anyone. And I then probably, I started, yeah. Running into people that I knew, you know, so even but, doing that. But now
1: it doesn't bother him. No,
2: because I've realized, I mean. This
1: is, this is, this is, it is what it is. It I is mean, what it is,
2: but I'm not going to sit at home. I'm going to go with her. I'm going to get in that cart and ride around. Otherwise, I'm sitting out in the truck waiting for her. It's, and then she thinks she has to hurry, you know, uh, because I'm sitting out there waiting, you know. Or I would stay home and I and I got tired of staying at home. I got tired of, uh,
1: I mean, just because you're injured, I mean, don't, don't quit living your life. No, you just have to make adjustments to that injury because it is in control. Yeah. And it's, uh, and you just can't let it take over everything.
2: No, you can't let it be, you can't let it beat you.
1: Because, you know, it it's, it's, you can't, you just can't let it, Take over. I mean, we've had to adjust our life, but we just keep going.
2: Yeah, you didn't let it beat you. Every, everything that I do revolves around my therapy, um, like we my my medicines. Because if I don't have my medicines, we can't go out of town. We can't leave. So you have to adjust your life for your meds. You have to adjust your life for your therapy appointments, your appointments doctor's appointments, everything revolves around, but we make it work. We make it work.
0: Yeah. And Monica, what advice would you give to a spouse, a significant other who's kind of taken on a little bit of a caretaker role, you know, with someone who's an injured, injured uh, individual, what would you tell well, them? Well,
1: um, you do it. You do what you, what you have to do because, um, you know, when you say those wedding vows, it's in sickness and health, yep. and and we meant it then, we 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 mean it yet today. And um, you know, you just encourage all you that you can. Um I mean, you do for them, but you don't do everything for them because they have to do for themselves as well. Um, but yeah, I mean you just stand by them and encourage them and just uh yeah, just
2: she's taking lot, care well, of me for the last little over eight years now of our injuries. But here I'm, in the last year, I'm also taking care of her. Now. He he
1: returned the favor when I had to have some surgery myself. Um, he was a great caregiver to me too. Even it's it's a sacrifice. I knew that it was hard on him, but he was willing to, to take care of me too. Yeah. That's awesome. We're there for each other.
0: That's that's a a, a, a beautiful thing. Yeah, teamwork. Is. Yeah, I can tell you two are definitely a dynamic duo. Together. We're
1: not good without the other. We, no. we need each other.
0: <laughs> was, was there any other outside? You know, I'll, I'd like to get into in, Amitros' involvement a little bit, but uh, uh, we'll get to that in a second. But was there anyone else outside? Um, you know, were your daughters coming over helping, were neighbors coming over? Was it just basically you two banded together?
2: Yeah, um, we had a lot of help from the family, um, our kids, of course. Um, and uh, some of my friends, I mean, they were always wanting to help or try, you know, anything they could possibly do to help us out. And even a company that I work for, like today, if I told them I needed them to come over here and my my roof is leaking water, they'd be over here. I mean, right now they'd have a cruise in here.
0: That's I mean, wonderful to hear that, Jim, because you, oftentimes you hear about workers' compensation claims and you hear there's, you know, some contention between uh, the employee and the employer. And gosh, you, did you work for the same company for 37 years? Or same company online? for 37 years. That's amazing. And the fact that mm-hmm. you could call, pick up the phone, call them today, go, my roof's leaking or I got a burst pipe or, you know… Something like that, and they'll still come over and take care of you. That's uh, a
2: real testament. I just got them. They was here. They fixed our furnace, um, our air conditioner. That the one year it was so hot, it went out. They were here the next day, taking care of it. And of course, no charge. Um, I they uh, As long as they're in business, I got a free phone. They still pay for my phone, and I haven't oh, worked for them. Oh, that's wonderful. Right here. I mean,
1: well, they may need a consultant one day. You never
2: know. <laughs> they do. Um, Sometimes they call needing to know where something's at or how to fix, you know, and, and, um, I still have a lot of knowledge in my head. So, you know, anything I can help them out with, I I will.
0: Would you ever consider mentoring, you know, a younger, uh, kid out of high school who wants to go into the construction industry or, um,
2: Actually, yeah. I mean, I just got my grandson working for the same company right now. He's uh, learning to be an electrician right now with the company. A up. lot of those trades seem to be
0: dying off. And the people right. who yes. have that knowledge. I mean, the fact that you can pick up tools and build a home from right. you know, the foundation up, it, that those that skill set's going away. And folks are looking to, you know, robotics and other yes. things like that. Exactly. but. Eventually, they won't be able to, the robots won't be able to do everything, and you're going to lose these skilled crafts like plumbing.
2: We're losing that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're losing that now. Yeah. People don't realize, you know, build a house, you still have to be hands on. You, I mean, uh, when you do the concrete, you still have to have someone that's bending their back, breaking their arms. I mean, sure. In any construction trade is a hard trade. I mean, it's very uh, physical, very physical still today. I mean, there's a lot of things that they've done to help you out, but you still, it's still a backbreaking industry. It really is. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's sad because, uh, yeah, we're, we're losing a lot of that, a lot of skilled workers right now. And a lot of them from injuries that, uh, like they work all their lives waiting to be able to, you know, one day give it up and then they're wanting to travel or have fun with your wife, their family, their grandkids. And unfortunately, the, because of injuries that they've accumulated over the years, it's a hard on a lot of them. Yes. Yeah.
0: I want to talk a little bit about, you know, you see so you had your workers' compensation claim. You ended up resolving it. You had this Medicare set-aside thing done. And for, for the, the viewers, you know, Medicare set-aside is this, Document that gets prepared that anticipates what treatment, um, you know, prescription drugs and medical treatment that someone like Jim would need. Um, And you have this thing done and you have this money set aside and you're with this other administrator. We won't say their name, but you obviously you had some problems. Tell me about a little bit about those problems that you had and then how you met, got hooked up with Angie and what happened with sort of meeting the folks at Amitra's.
1: Well, um, yes, we did have um, the account set up and um, even though they did not ever let him run out of medication, we didn't know the cost of the medication and they just depleted his account. And once I started noticing that, I'm like, you know, Mm. he's going to run out of money and um, so we contacted our lawyer, like, you know, how do we get out of this contract? You know, because they they were just really doing a disservice to him. And uh, so um, that's when we were given the name of Angie. And um, I picked up the phone and I gave her a call and I told her our story and Amitros, they they gave us direction on what to do. And um, before I knew it, we were signing on with Amitros and it's the best decision I could say that we've ever made uh, because (sighs) everybody at Amitros has been just wonderful and um, very,
2: very helpful. It's like a family. They they and, step and in and take care of us like we take care of each other. As,
1: as mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier, Sean, you know, most of the time um, you just see a person's name on a piece of paper. And you don't know really anything about them. Um, but, I mean, I feel like we can pick up the phone and call anyone at Amitro's at any given time and and get the help that we need and, and not feel like we're bothering you or... Um, or that the question is is silly, or the need is <laughs> or silly. Being a burden. Um, yeah. But you guys have always been very encouraging to us as well. Uh, you know, just you know, you're no bother. You're well, we're here for you. We can help you in any way that we can, and we do. We feel like even though we haven't really ever met some of you in person, um, we feel like we know you.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, we just feel like friendships are formed.
2: The company that took care of my MSA account before, there were certain things that that money was allocated for that needed to have done. One was for the meds, naturally, um, for my doctor's visits, um, okay. for anything that Physical I would therapy. need. Physical therapy was one of the main things because I was told that I um, the only way that I would be able to take care of the injury would be through meds. and physical therapy and they said that I would probably have to have physical therapy the rest of my life. Well, when we found out that our money was was running out, you know, I had to give up my physical therapy. That was one of the things Aww. I had to give up.
1: So it was a sacrifice so, to have to give that up. But and, once the
2: money it took a while before after we got with the metros to get the money built back up because and if, fortunately that has happened because I've had a setback. Um, not only one of my legs are going numb. Now I have both of my legs going numb now. Okay. So I've uh, started, I've been back to therapy for around three, four months now. Um, I started back three days a week um, down to two days a week. Now, um, unfortunately it's painful to have the therapy, but, it helps, you know, it's making it better. So um, if I would not have had the mutual step in and and take care of our account now and get everything set back to the way it should have been set up to originally, um, now I'm not worried, I'm not scared anymore about running out of money. I mean, I know the money's there now. I'm back to therapy, you know, I'm being able to afford our medicine um, actually a lot cheaper than it's ever been. My, uh, therapy now, um, I'm actually with the same, uh, lady, um, Sarah's been with me now for around six years, taking care of me. Um, I call her my third daughter. <laughs> so, you know, um, anytime I need something done, like, and she's we, there. We
1: have, um, formed a friendship with her as well. Yeah. Um, We've been invited to her wedding in June. Aww, <laughs> so, but, uh, so yeah, it's just like um, and she actually helped me with my physical therapy with my surgeries that I just had. And um so yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for Mitros, um he may not still be able to afford therapy, you no. know? So um, again, you guys have just been a blessing to us.
0: Well, oh, thank you. And um i mean it it is it is a, a privilege to be able to serve um all of our members but especially folks like you and and it makes me um really happy and proud to be a part of a company where this is the outcome here and we're Absolutely. having this conversation so i
2: i really yes you should be proud it doesn't happen all the time not it it really doesn't there's a lot of hurdles um that you go through all you know and uh it's amazing what you guys do for us.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's amazing what you've overcome, Jim and, and Monica too. I mean, you you were, you know, in many ways, you were just as impacted. Monica is absolutely as, our as, whole as family. Had. Yeah,
1: our kids, our grandkids.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, a good point. I it's not it's not something that just happens to one individual. It's a yeah. work injury it affects. There's a ripple effect. It affects yeah. everyone within yeah. your circle. Yeah,
2: yeah. absolutely the older I get, the worse it's going to be. So, and I know that's coming. So it's nice to have you guys there taking care of me. So. Well, we'll, we'll be here for you. And um,
0: you know, I'm, it's, it's so wonderful to see your relationship together, you know, 42, you. 42 years on it's, it's just, it's, it's such an awesome thing. I have to ask this question too. Um, I had come in on my first day of work after I saw the video and I saw a picture of Jim holding a, I believe it was a stuffed chicken. Yes. Uh, In Melissa's office. I have to understand what
2: is the deal with that? Well, the girls took care of me on that because we had a story. Um, One of the things that helped me get through a lot of things during the day, like I said, when she's at work, I'm gone. and by myself. Yeah. Um, It's hard when you're sitting at home by yourself. I mean, you know, um, there's there's things that goes through your head that you sh- maybe sometimes shouldn't go through your head because yep. you're by yourself. You're thinking sometimes the worst things. Absolutely. Um, so our neighbor had some chickens, and I got to where I was feeding, feeding her, and um, here she is. Here she is. <laughs> here's our stuffed Henrietta, our chicken. There's Henry. <laughs>
0: he, so just yeah,
2: for the viewers Henry- not out. watching this, and, this uh, is
1: a Metro's tag on there It says <laughs> "Love <of> <laughs> and on the other side it says Henrietta.
2: Oh, but I got so close with this chicken that every morning I would go out and call her. She would come. She would let me pick her up. She would let me pet her Um, when I would be outside doing things uh, like out in my shed in the garage, just whatever I could do, certain odds and ends. And she followed me around like a little puppy dog. So unfortunately, Henrietta has gone now. This no. is the
1: only Henrietta that's so left.
2: <laughs> but I do have uh, three new chickens that um, I feed every day, every morning. And if I don't get out there by eight o'clock, they come up on our deck and they peck on the glass. And uh, then when they see me, then they run to the back door waiting for me to feed them. So. Oh,
0: I love it. <laughs> so where it's where did old. you where did you go, Monica? You got up and went somewhere in the house to grab the chicken. Where was the chicken?
1: Oh, it's in it's our in, spare bed. in the bedroom, <laughs> yeah.
0: There you go. Yep. <laughs> That's wonderful. I mean, j- j- but, like j- I said,
2: certain things um, that, that you do. I mean, you know, like I said, when I would be outside messing with my flowers or uh, doing certain things that I could, you know, I mean, there's things that I still do that I probably shouldn't, but um, there's still household chores that have to be done. I mean. Like I said, anything you just I just can't
1: give up. You got to have
2: hope. Yeah, I can't give up. I, um, I've always been a strong work ethic. I mean, I know she can't do everything, even though she thinks she can.
1: Like I said, together we're a team. We're not good without the other. You yeah. know. Yeah,
2: you're so, stronger together. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, like I said, there's still still chores that needs to be done around the house. The grass needs to be mowed. I mean there's certain things we've gave up. I mean, we don't do a garden anymore because it's so hard on us and that, you know, so, but, uh, I, I mow grass and then I ice down and I take pain pills. I mean, uh, it's sad that that's what I have to do, but, um,
1: We don't have a lot to mow.
2: No, (laughs) we don't have a lot. But I mean, still, uh, you know, there's still work that needs to be done around the house.
1: And sometimes it's satisfying to do something. To
2: get out and be able to do something still, even though I put up with the pain and that afterwards, uh, you know, people drive by and, you know, my house, you know, our yard looks nice and the house is clean. And um, I do housework here when she's at home. You know, she's at school working. I mean, I'm not going to have her come home, have to do the dishes or or uh, vacuum the, the floor or whatever. I mean, I do the laundry. I, just, I cook a lot. Just, um, he
1: just paces a little, little bit at a time.
2: Yeah. Um, I've learned that. I mean, uh, you just there's times where I may have to work for 20, 25 minutes, standing too long. I've got to sit down. Yeah. So once uh takes pressure off my legs and that, and then, then I get up, start again. I mean, that's just... You've kept such a positive <clears throat> sort of can
0: do attitude through, um, through the pain. And, and there's a lot of folks who have never experienced an extreme amount of pain or, or, you know, related to an injury like this. And they don't know what it feels like. I I'm, you know, I'm fortunate that I have, have not, but, um, you know, I I've had some, you know, like I I'm an avid runner. I've had some, you know, knee stuff here and there, aches and pains, yeah. but nothing like debilitating. You can't get up. You can't get out of bed. You're just, you know, um, relegated to a couch. I mean, that's what you're sort of going through. So the fact that you were able to keep such a positive attitude and, um, and Monica, you were able to support Jim through all of that. And then it turns out that he had to sort of, uh, reciprocally, you, you know, return the favor well, there. she
2: got her knees replaced. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I had to get her up and out of bed and, um, Give her two shots every day. Um, I mean, yeah, it was, uh, like I said, we take care of each other, but I mean, I mean, it's pretty first year of my injuries. I slept in a late in a, in a recliner because I couldn't sleep flat. I couldn't lay flat. So, um, that was another thing that the Demetrius helped get me in my bed. I have a special bed that I sleep in so I can keep the pressure off of, uh, uh, my IT bands on, you know, from and my back. Um, so I mean, everything together. I mean, you just uh, you just keep fighting for certain things. We think we can. I mean, I've tried every cushion, every pillow, every you name it. We've got it in the closet. Let's put it that way. Of of cushions that people's told us this will help your back. I mean, you know, we've tried everything there is. Uh furniture. We've went through so many different pieces of furniture. Cause I thought, you know, I'd think that it's comfortable after a week or two it's not. So then, you know, we sell it, we lose money on it. Mm-hmm. Then we buy not, you know, it's anything and everything. You just keep fighting to to find anything and everything that you can to to make yourself as comfortable well, as I you mean can.
1: you you live in chronic pain. Yeah. You know, and it it's there every day.
0: I think the most important thing that each of you have is each other. That that Absolutely. would be my take on it. Um and I know you probably don't think you are, you know, middle America, just two normal people, but you truly both are an inspiration. Oh thank thank you. I, I, I feel that way. And I know we all do at a and it, it comes back to before I even started um um, we had a big, you know, big screen up in this common area. And they they showed this this video of this gentleman, Jim Jones and and Monica. And um it was it was so powerful. But I tell you what, it it was even more of a pleasure to get to just sit down here uh and talk to you. And there couldn't have been two better fitting guests for you know uh Amitros's very first podcast and than, than both of you. So I, I can't thank you enough for this conversation and I, I just wish you both the best together. Happiness as much as you can to be pain free, Jim and you too, Monica.
2: Knowing you, you went through. Well, we yourself, we but. hope this helps other people. Because uh-huh. um, we probably never would have done this any if you know if it wouldn't have been a mitros But to, for me to go through what I did, if there's anything that someone could get off of this to help them then I, I'm all for it. I per, that's a selfless I, thing. To that's to so okay. not an easy thing to do. It's, it really isn't. I mean, yeah. uh, chronic pain, uh, pain, pain is an awful thing. I mean, um, just all the way around. I mean, you're not feeling good. You're hurting all the time and, and you just got to, every day seems to be the same. You know, you, you, you go through pain. I mean, anything and everything you do is pain but um,
1: well uh, a heartfelt thank you from the Joneses to the amitros yes
2: oh gosh yes we can't thank you guys enough I mean the, what we've been able to get um, just the last couple of years is, is amazing that's great it really there. has and you know
0: what're we're, we're still gonna obviously be there for you and whatever you need um, from now as long as you need it you know you you, you know who to pick up the phone and, and call Absolutely. Uh, but I, I, I do also want to just thank you for being candid because I, I, I think you're right, Jim. I think this will help folks who maybe have gone through an injury find a little inspiration and, and a little hope in that you know y- you don't give up and you keep going and, and right. things are things are okay. gonna get better. Yeah. Um and uh I, I hope all the Jim Joneses out there find their Monica too.
1: Oh yes. <laughs>
2: Thank that you. that's a very important thing right there because yes, that's uh I, I don't I don't know if I could have made that I, I don't know if this would have happened if it wouldn't have been for her.
0: Oh taking gosh. Care of me. So uh you both really are the best and I can't thank you enough. So this was seriously fantastic. Well
2: thank you very much. No I know it wasn't easy. A
1: lot of people understand.
2: I know more. it's
0: not easy sometimes to talk about something that was totally life-changing. You live it every day though, but yes. you still, yes. you, you don't necessarily want to uh, discuss it, but you both are very candid and I just, I appreciate it so much.
1: Thank you for having us.
2: Yes. Thank you very much.
0: Please visit ametros.com. That's A M E T R O S.com. com. Or you can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram for more information about Amitros and on upcoming episodes of It's Settled, Amitros podcast.